Welcome to Come Magnify the Lord with Me podcast hosted by Becky Dameron. Becky was saved at a young age and reared in a Christian home. At an early age, she sought for a special relationship, Jesus Christ. As her love for Jesus grew, so did her love for His Word. Becky has enjoyed leading ladies' Bible studies, speaking at ladies' conferences, and sharing the gospel with anyone willing to listen. We hope you have your Bible and are ready to dive into studying God's amazing book. We read of Joseph's answer to Pharaoh in Genesis 41, 28. Joseph is talking to Pharaoh and he's replying to him after Pharaoh had just described his dreams and explained that the magicians could not help him. It says here in verse 28, this is the thing which I have spoken unto Pharaoh. What God is about to do, he showeth unto Pharaoh. Again, Joseph does not take credit. He's saying, God is showing you this for a reason. Behold, there come seven years of great plenty throughout all the land of Egypt, and there shall arise after them seven years of famine, and all the plenty shall be forgotten in the land of Egypt, and the famine shall consume the land, and the plenty shall not be known in the land by reason of the famine following, for it shall be very grievous. And for that the dream was doubled, unto Pharaoh twice, it's because the thing is established by God and God will shortly bring it to pass. So Joseph explains right away. He doesn't have to go through and say, this is this, this is that. He is immediately explaining very simply, both the fat cows and the fat ears of corn are the same. The skinny cows Ugly cows are the same as the rotten uh, vegetables or or grain that's being uh, grown. It's all the same. So he explains right off the bat that the seven years that they're going to have a plenty is going to be unbelievable. Remember how Pharaoh described the cows. They are like the best looking cows you've ever seen. That's what he's going to explain to him, that the seven years of plenty are going to be fantastic. But the famine that's going to follow after those seven years is going to be so bad that no one's going to remember the good years. I I know that has happened in other places. I I know um, this here is what we're talking about in history here, this happening. But I know in other places, if you have ever been anywhere where like a, a volcano has taken exploded and taken over an area that was beautiful all the ashes just destroyed everything hardly anybody can even remember what it looked like before because they're like yeah it's very ugly it's nasty nobody wants to go there anymore that's a little example not very good but it's the famine so bad that nobody can even remember when it was good that's how bad it's going to be it's saying it shall be very grievous and In verse 32, the idea that he had it twice, that it was repeated again, is for two reasons. One, because God is establishing this, that this is not a whim. This is not a a chance dream that you had. You know, like I explained, I have wild dreams. This is not one of those. He's saying it was doubled on purpose because, first of all, God wanted to say, no, this is from God. It's not just uh, a crazy dream you know, where you're, you're 
running and you can't keep up and you, you can't get where you need to go and all that. Because obviously Pharaoh was very upset at, the, at this dream. And he's explaining, no, it was doubled twice because it's from God. Secondly, it was doubly done because it's going to happen now. This is happening right away. And it, this urgency that God wanted you to see this is happening soon and you've got to do something about it right away because God will shortly bring it to pass. Now, therefore, let Pharaoh look out a man discreet and wise and set him over the land of Egypt. Joseph is still talking here. And the reason he's telling Pharaoh, Pharaoh to do this is because he is being led by God. God led Joseph to say this. Joseph does not know it's going to be him. He's just doing what God told him to do. And he's telling him, you need somebody that's discreet and wise because um, you need somebody that can discern and make right choices. This is a big deal that's going to happen. And if it's not handled right, your country can be destroyed. That's why he wants him set over the entire land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh do this and let him appoint officers over the land and take up the fifth part of the land of Egypt in the seven plenteous years. Again, where does that come from? The fifth part from God. God's telling Joseph, this is what you need to tell Pharaoh. Because remember, Joseph's not taking credit for this. And so the fifth part here, uh, right now, Joseph's going to talk about a fifth part of everything that they uh, reap they're going to sow, and and the stuff that people are going to produce is just going to be crazy good. And they're going to have so much. They're going to, yeah, you can have a fifth because we don't need that. So they have grain that the government automatically says we're taking 20% of everything. That's what it starts out with during the uh, time of uh, plenty. It will adjust after they go through the time of fam famine. But right away, this is what Joseph is telling him. And of course, it's from God. And Joseph continues talking in, in speaking for God and let them gather all the food of those good years that come and lay up corn under the hand of Pharaoh and let them keep food in the cities. So when it's saying under the hand, uh, if you ever think of some under, you know, somebody's bearing down hard with their hand, they're, they're, they're um, the idea of hand is authority. So he's telling Pharaoh, once you get that, put it under your authority, nobody else. Now, we need officers to um, incorporate this and to make it happen, but it's all under your authority. And that food shall be store, shall be store to the land against seven years of famine, which shall be in the land of Egypt, that the land perish not through the famine." What he's talking about, the land perishing not, he's saying like your country, your country could perish because of this famine. It's going to be that bad. And the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. So right now, God is bringing great favor about with Joseph. Everybody's saying this is very good. We know the rest of the story. So we understand that Joseph's saying the right thing. It's all good. But Pharaoh did not have to listen to to Joseph. But God gave him favor with him. Remember, he gave him, God was with him and gave him favor. And Pharaoh agrees and he sees what Joseph is saying is the right thing to do. And Pharaoh said unto his servants, can we find such a one as this is a man in whom the spirit of God is? And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, for as much as God has showed thee all this, 
There is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Thou shalt be over my house, and according unto thy word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than thou. So Pharaoh's looking at his servants who are not just, he has servants in there that are like butlers, but there's people that are like chief of staff there. And he's saying, okay, we need a man. And I don't know any better man than this man who's talking. So I don't know that Joseph heard him saying as he consults with his servants and says this and says, I don't know who else we could get. So he says that to his servants. And then he turns and says to Joseph, God showed you all of this. And there's nobody that's better qualified for the job that you described than yourself. So you're going to be ruler over my house. And according to thy word, shall the people be ruled. uh, Joseph is lifted up immediately from the lowest of the low. He couldn't be any lower than where he was at. Well, I guess he could have been uh, underneath somebody else's charge in the dungeon, but he's in the dungeon. He's been in a dungeon. He comes from that to being then only in the throne will I be greater than thou. So it's not even like a vice president. A vice president doesn't have a lot of authority unless the president's gone. No, this is like somebody that's running the entire kingdom. And the Pharaoh is, he's, he's in the throne. He's on the throne. But other than that, Joseph is lifted up to run everything. I believe at this point, Joseph's beginning to understand what God was doing. He doesn't understand yet. I I do not believe he's going to understand all the way yet. Why? Because he loved his family. He loves his father. And although he's lifted up to great authority here, he still doesn't have his family. And I can imagine the relief and joy he has to get out of the dungeon and be put into the position that he's in. But at the same time, Still not the same. He's in a country that's not his own. He's not seen his father. And he's just trusting God. God has blessed him along the way when it's been horrible. He's going to go through a time where it's not horrible for him. I'm sure he had many servants. He's, we're going to see, he's, been, he's going to be given a nice house. He's going to be taken care of. But he still has to trust God because he's probably wondering, okay, but what about my dad? You know, he knows the promises from God, but what what's happening there? So here then in verse 41, Pharaoh said unto Joseph, see, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand and put it on Joseph's hand. So this is a signet ring. This is not just like uh, a ring that's nice looking. No, this is what is sealed, shows the seal of authority. And he arrayed him in vestures of fine linen. He's not been in nice clothing for a long time. And then he puts gold chains about his neck and he made him to ride in the second chariot, which he had. So Pharaoh obviously had two chariots and one was slightly better than the other. And he says, you're getting the second one. I'll, I'll keep my, my main chariot, but this was Pharaoh's chariot because it says there he made him to ride in the chariot, which he had. And they cried before him, bow the knee, and he made him ruler over all the land of Egypt. Wow, that's an amazing turn of events. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I am Pharaoh, and without thee shall no man lift up his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. So he's saying, okay, I'm Pharaoh. 
but without your consent, nobody's going to be able to do anything besides me. I can I make judgment calls, but I'm the only one that you don't have an authority over. That's it. The whole rest of the country, they, they can't do anything without his consent. This is a huge responsibility that's being placed upon Joseph. Wow. And he is the perfect man for the job. He's a man of integrity. He's a man who uh, fights temptation where he's going to, you know, God knows Joseph's not going to give in to stealing from Pharaoh. I mean, he's not going to steal a man's wife. He's not going to steal his money either. So Joseph's a man of integrity. He's a man of good character. And nobody's going to make any decision without his authority. And Pharaoh called Joseph's name. Let me see if I can get this right. Zaphnath Paniah. I think I got that right. Or maybe it's Zaphnath Paniah. I'm not sure. But this, many people believe, is Egyptian language for God speaks and he lives. Wow. God speaks and he lives. Joseph had such a good testimony that Pharaoh knows God speaks and he lives. God is not dead. God is not, I'm, I'm sure the magicians had tried to tell Pharaoh things in the past and it had not worked out. And maybe Pharaoh started doubting if there really was a God. And he comes across Joseph and he says, there's not only a God, but he speaks and he lives. Oh, I pray we'll have testimonies like that. Oh, I've got to finish this uh, verse. It says, and he gave him to wife. Asnath, the daughter of Potipura, the priest of On, and Joseph went out over all the land of Egypt. You know, Joseph was a good servant, and at one time he had a beautiful woman who was seeking love. She's married to a eunuch, and it kind of seems like maybe they're not able to be intimate because of that. I'm not sure, but this woman is seeking love. She's beautiful. She's powerful. And she's thrown herself at him. And he is strong in the face of temptation. He flees. He's falsely accused. And look at what God blessed him with, a wife. And I believe she's a beautiful woman. And Joseph is finally able to uh, fulfill the desires of, that a young man has. He, we're going to find out he's 30 years old. He's not that old. It's a good time for marriage. And he was faithful and pure, and God took care of him. Young person, if you're listening, don't go through shortcuts. Take your time and be patient. God has somebody for you. Don't cut around corners, go behind your parents' back to fulfill desires, natural fleshly desires, but they're fleshly. God has a mate for you, or if he doesn't, he will give you fulfillment and being single. He has the best in mind for you. You can patiently wait for him. And Joseph is blessed. He was very wrongly accused, even though he had done what's right. He kept doing what's right, and God gave him a wife. It says in verse 46, and Joseph was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Heavenly Father, it's been a while for Joseph. He's 30 years old. He left home when he was 17. He's been through a hard time. It's been 13 years before he even has an idea of what you're doing. 
It's been 13 years of a really hard time, but he stayed faithful, and you blessed him. God, I pray that somebody today who's struggling, who's worried about the future, and they, they're tempted to take shortcuts, I pray that they would know that you are a God who speaks, that you're alive and well, that you want to direct them, that they can faithfully trust in you. And I pray that they would today. I pray I would trust in you. Give me the power and, and grace and strength and mercy that I need to serve you with all my heart. Thank you for listening to Come Magnify the Lord With Me podcast. Please join Becky Dameron each weekday for a study through the Bible from a woman's perspective. If you've enjoyed this podcast or have any questions, please reach out to Becky through Come Magnify the Lord With Me Facebook page. Until next time, God be with you and may He greatly bless you as you continue to grow through following His Word.